Hey, how you doing? This is Wade with Wade for Wireless. And welcome back for another episode of Wade for Wireless with all your wireless updates, news, and information. Just sit back and relax. How you doing? Another exciting week with Wade with Wade for Wireless. So today, part three of my ongoing series about broadband initiatives, smart city broadband initiatives, part three. So what I want to talk about today are the city strategies for a broadband initiative. Like there are several strategies for any city to start the initiative. So what, and I, I went over a lot of them in the beginning in part one and part two, I just talked more about the results, but you have to ask yourself some questions. For instance, do you want to undertake this effort? Is this something the city wants to do? Listen, in most cases, the answer is yes. And the reason is, is because what you want to do is look at what the city's going to need. Every city needs broadband. I guess then you have to look at, do we have sufficient broadband now? Yes or no? Is the broadband connecting the entire city? In other words, a lot of cities they find in the upscale, well-to-do neighborhoods, they have broadband. You know why? Because people pay for it. In the underserved areas, there's very little broadband, if any. You know why? Because nobody's willing to pay for it. So the city has to decide what they're going to do about that. Are you willing to undertake this effort? Is this something that you need to do for the city? Can you build a story around it? I <laughs> can't talk today. Sorry, folks. So then do the research, get the buy-in and lay out the options. Weigh out your options to get started. You need to do that. It's one of the things that's going to be very important when you look at this. You're going to have to take the first step. Will you do it yourself or gather partner? If you partner, which you probably will, who do you reach out to? Think about whom it will benefit. It could help the universities and the local businesses. Start with them first because they have the most to gain. Broadband attracts business and talent, both of which help the local universities and cities. It helps the economy. That's how you have to look at economic development. Look at what's been done. Are these groups like Next Century Cities, Smart Cities Council? Can you reach out to them for help? Of course you can. That's what they're there for. Do some research. Look them up. Now, once you have a partner, maybe a high-level plan, then what? Will you own the network? Will you want local businesses to build out the network? Will you offer incentives like easing the permitting process, offering city assets, or other things to promote the local businesses to, to deploy? So some of the things you can do here is GigU put out uh, a green handbook, gigu.org. G-I-G-U.org. What they have is the Next Gen Handbook, and it helps you understand what you have to do for these cities. And it, it really is. I, I really liked it. I thought it was impressive. They got together with cities and uh, universities and put together something. And one of the key things that they brought up in there are the community buy is getting community buy-in. You want to get community buy-in. That's very important. The city has to be a leader here, right? The city has to take charge. But if the city's doing something that the locals don't want, it's futile. Why do it? Why bother? Why waste the time? But you need a leader. You need a spokesperson. You need someone who's going to champion the effort. You want a champion. We are the champions. That's what you want. You want somebody that's going to take a chance and lead the community, whether it's the mayor, whether it's someone on city council, whoever it is, whether it's a local business that gets government involved. Listen, if you don't have the support of the community, it's going to die a slow, painful death. And it's going to be, like I said, a complete waste of time. But what you want to do, if you have someone leading the effort and you have the community convinced that they want broadband, 
which most communities do. That's awesome, especially if you don't have anyone local willing to step up. Also, if you see it bringing business and economic development to your area, I'd say it's a good thing. Really? Yes. So who's to say? Now, I went over this before again, community buy-in, local leadership, you definitely need a leader. I really talked about government as being the leader, local business, but you know, there are community and activist groups. Politicians can be fickle. You know, they're going to basically, depends on the politician. Some might just buckle to whoever they're working with. For instance, they may say, well, the local cable company is good enough. Well, good enough isn't going to buy the residence broadband everywhere, is it? Philadelphia, when Earthlink was building out their Wi-Fi network over there, and this was years ago, probably 10 to 15 years ago, Philadelphia supported them. They wanted them in there, but then... Uh, the local unions complained, I guess uh, they weren't, they felt their uh, workers weren't getting enough work out of it. What happened? The city changed its mind like the wind and turned on Earthlink. Earthlink therefore said, well, city, since you're going to screw us over, you can have the network after they invested millions. And quite frankly, I think Blazenet was about on the verge of bankruptcy. And what happened? Philadelphia said, we don't want it. Shut it down. Philadelphia did not have good leadership to championship to champion this project, right? They sort of buckled. They said, eh, they didn't care. Good for them, Comcast stepped up. Comcast really uh, paved the way for Wi-Fi for the city over there. Now, in New York City, you had good leadership. You had Mayor Bloomberg taking over and showing us that we could add Wi-Fi to all the Link NYC uh uh, kiosks, the smart kiosks that he deployed. He was willing to really do something over there. So you have a choice here. You can step up and have a champion or you can just sit there and blame innovators like Earthlink who really tried to do something great and the state, I'm sorry, the city government just turned on them, basically said, ah, you're on your own. Now, with that said, you have local leadership, you have buy-in. How are you going to get all that? Well, it's not enough to build just a plan and lay out the plan. People, like they like plans, but you know what residents want to hear? They want to hear a good story. You need to build a good story. You need to lay out the budget. And you have to define your goals clearly. You have to clearly define your goals. They have to be laid out so people understand what the goal is here. For instance, when when I was uh, responding to an East Hollywood RFP, they clearly laid out that the goal was to get broadband to the underserved areas. That's what they wanted to do. They clearly laid out what the expectations were. While they didn't have all the details, they had enough that you got the gist of it. The truth is the budget's a big deal. And they're going to tell you, hey, we want to maintain the budget, but here's what we really want to do. We really want to get broadband to people that need it. But we also want to stay within budget. And quite frankly, most cities, when they put out the RFPs and RFQs, they want everything and they don't want to pay for it. So it's really up to you to figure out how you're going to pay for it. I just want you to be prepared for that. And the other thing is, I want you to know if you have the stomach to see it through. Several companies did not have the stomach to get it done. So that comes to my next point. It's hard to plan and execute. It's hard. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to build a plan. It's fun to show everyone what you're going to do. It's fun to build a story. You know, it's not fun, the hard work, but it's something that needs to be done. And a lot of companies aren't used to that. I, I'm going to bring them up and I know it's not fair to them, but Google Fiber did a lot of hard work and I think they just got tired. I think they got tired of doing the heavy lifting. I think they realized they were uh, in over their head. So they're going to wait for wireless. Now what that means, I don't know. <laughs> you know, who knows what they're going to do. But anyways, it's hard work. The other thing to anticipate in most cases the incumbents will react they won't initiate because they don't want to spend 
in most cases. They don't want to spend the money if they don't have to. So they're going to react. All of a sudden, if the city's doing something or the city picks partners to do something, they're going to react. When I talk about the other areas like Nashville, Tennessee, where AT&T and Comcast fought to keep Google, Google Fiber off the polls, that's how they reacted. They did it in the legal uh, battle, a lawsuit battle. They did it through leases and everything. It's just one of those things that you have to expect. Then look at College Station, Texas, where Suddenlink suddenly put $250 million aside to upgrade the network, only after they saw a clear competitor in a local government who issued an RFP. They, they realized they had to do something or they were going to lose market share. Community wanted broadband in all these cases. The community does want broadband. But Suddenlink, they didn't care until they saw the RFP and saw the city was really going to do something. Then they panicked and they got their ass in gear. It's just the way it is. If you're a city... Did you do an audit? Most cities wait until after they initiate several consultants to do an audit. Listen, your best bet's to do an audit up front. Don't waste anybody's time. If you need a consultant to do the audit, then do that. Hire a consultant. Hire someone who can at least hire an, uh, someone to do an audit. You want to know what assets you have. I'm going to tell you something when I deal with a lot of cities and I just talk to them, right? A lot of these cities, they don't even know what assets they have. They say they do. They say we have this, we have that, we have this, we have that. Most of them have no idea. They think they know, they think they own everything and they don't. They think they don't own anything and they own some things. Most cities didn't look into this. I am surprised and shocked how many cities just wing it. They didn't actually do an audit. They didn't actually look at the leases. They didn't look at the ownership. They didn't realize that the utilities owned it or the utilities had complete rights to a lot of their polls and they did not. Just because they own it doesn't mean they can go putting stuff on it willy nilly. They have to have permission. There are leases in place. If I were you, I'd do an audit. Audits, if you do them right, they're really labor intensive because you not only have to look at what assets you own, you have to look at the leases on those assets. For instance, if you own all the poles in town and you let, say, a cable company have rights to that and you gave up all your other rights to that, you're screwed. You got to amend the lease or something. That's my point. Just because you think you know what assets you have, you may not. It's like city-owned buildings. Sometimes the cities will sign away the rooftop rights to somebody. Then what? Then you're screwed. The good thing is most of the time they never gave up like their access rights for fiber and stuff like that. Or you could put Wi-Fi down where the people are. You don't want it up off. Well, normally you don't want it off the roof. Depends how big the building is. Be clear about what you have. Know what assets you have. What, ass what assets will you have access to? Who, you can part, who can you partner with to make it happen? What assets don't you have? That's just as important as knowing what you do have. So do the audit. Uh, there are multiple solutions. Pick one. Listen, when it's coming to rolling out broadband, whatever it is, you have a lot of solutions. Pick one and roll with it. Decide which one's best for your city. It's that simple. Don't, don't sit there at indecision and let that blow a year or two. Next, after you pick a uh, solution you want, be persistent, but yet be nimble. Be willing to change a little bit. Be flexible. You can't say I want fiber on every block in every house in the city if it's just not practical. Maybe not every house in the city on every block wants fiber. Maybe only certain blocks do. Just be flexible and also be open. If someone doesn't want it, don't force it on them. Just say, okay, you don't want it. We'll move on. The other thing, after some people have it, remember it has to be scalable and sustainable. You want to turn a profit. You want to make sure you have good market share and it has to sustain that way, but you also have to scale it because once four out of five blocks have broadband and it's freaking awesome, the other blocks going to go, you know what? Maybe we're tired of living in a cave. 
Maybe we do want to come up to the 20th century. And it makes a difference. Finally, don't be afraid of failure. Your first attempt, your second attempt, maybe you'll fail. Maybe you won't do as well as you thought you did. Maybe you're disappointed. Maybe you aren't making the money. Maybe you aren't rolling out like you thought you would. I'm just saying, don't be afraid of that. You got to either take a chance or not do anything. And if you don't do anything, you'll never know. Hey, the other thing in this blog, which by the way, is my uh, Smart City Broadband Initiatives Part 3. Part 3, this is the final section of 3 of 3. I have all the resources in there that you want. So if you go to Wade4Wireless, W-A-D-E, the number 4, wireless.com, you'll see all the links in there. I put them in there for you, nice and easy to get to. Just remember, be smart, be safe, and pay attention. See ya! forget you have the wireless deployment handbook out there that's right at wadeforwireless.com you have the wireless deployment handbook that is on sale now and now it's available in paperback on amazon can you believe it wireless deployment handbook available on amazon in kindle version and paperback and also available in pdf go ahead check it out wadeforwireless.com Hey folks, it's available, the 5G Deployment Plan. That's right, the 5G Deployment Plan Handbook. I have the ebook out there for you in Amazon paperback, a full color 8.5 by 11 inch version, the Amazon Kindle version, the full PDF on CellFi, and the full PDF on Gumroad. It's all about the 5G deployment. Go to wade4wireless.com and look for 5G Deployment Plan. It's in there, just for you. I'd like to take a moment to thank my sponsors, Tower Safety and Instruction, found at towersafety.com. I'd like to thank them for all the good work they do in training. They're an accredited school out in Phoenix, Arizona, but they serve people nationwide for all your tower training, safety, and drone training needs. I'd like to thank Tower Tracker Pro for sponsoring this program. That's right, TowerTrackerPro.com. What they do, they have a software as a service that will walk you through your closeout package when you're at the tower. So your tower crew can visit the tower once and get it right the first time. And they can have it verified, modified, and audit it before they even leave the tower by uploading the entire package and having someone back at the office look at all the pictures, go through it step by step, and make sure that all the metadata is in there. For instance, like the GPS, the time, date, stamps, and all that. Make sure you have all that information in there. It walks you through step by step. And you can also see if the pictures are picture perfect, making sure that you can see the serial numbers, the information for each sector alpha omega and beta alpha beta beta ah you know what i mean but anyway each sector is perfect so you want to make sure you have that for tower tracker pro tower tracker pro.com